Today in the Topping Show, Top Gun is shot down at the Academy Awards, Alex Stein sues AOC, Zelensky may rename Russia, and Meta, Tyson Foods, and Lockheed Martin all announce more layoffs. All that and much, much more on the Topping Show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. Today's episode of The Topping Show is proudly sponsored by ExpressVPN and Topping Technologies. ExpressVPN helps protect your online data, and Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. If you're a business owner or an IT leader, if you use some assistance, you can reach them at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Now, jumping into the business part of the podcast, Meta, also known as Facebook, announced that they're going to cut even more jobs. Specifically, they're going to cut about 10,000 jobs over the next few months, as well as close out 5,000 job openings that they had on their requisition form for opening applications to get more jobs fulfilled. Now, they said they're gonna be, they actually laid off 13% of their staff in November 2022, which equated to 11,000 jobs, as Mark Zuckerberg aims to cut out what he specifically noted as a lot of the middle management, which is great news. It's one of those things where, unless you're really careful, the larger the company, the more bloated and inefficient it becomes. I worked at one of the largest tech companies earlier in my career, and HPE, and there are so many layers of bureaucracy. There are people who have jobs just for the sake of having jobs in some cases. So trying to streamline the company, I think will help out Mark a lot. And there's actually an article where someone came out and said they had jobs just for the sake of having jobs. And one of the former employees of Meta actually compared it to Meta collecting them like Pokemon. So perhaps just employing them just to make sure the competition wasn't hiring them, but they actually weren't utilizing their skill sets. So that's kind of interesting to see. And it'll be interesting to see as all these tech companies continue to just bleed money and decrease their headcount, how will they venture? Because all these tech companies, the traditional ones being, you know, Facebook, YouTube, Google, like a lot of those are heavy reliant on advertising dollars. And in down economies, that's one of the simplest things that businesses cut. So it'll be interesting to see how much they have to cut to offset that decrease in revenue. Tyson Foods also announced they're going to lay off about 1,700 jobs resulting from the closing of two poultry plants. Not too surprised if you look at the company's portfolio as well as the reasons why they're closing the plants is they just weren't as efficient as the other ones. They were the ones that had the worst performance overall. So that's not too surprisingly. Now, going on to Lockheed Martin, and again, this is something where press more of a lessons learned in terms of reading past the headline. A lot of people are freaking out, or some some people were astonished to see you know, Lockheed Martin announced layoffs, and they're going to let go of 176 employees. Now I did the math, and on LinkedIn alone, as in, as in there are people who currently say they are employed by Lockheed Martin on LinkedIn. Those people account for 101,000 employees, and in reality, there's many people who don't have LinkedIn. So. This is a conservative estimate. They have 101,000 employees. So that 176 employees layoff is equivalent to 0.002%. And it is also always a tragedy when there are layoffs. It's a sad thing. It's, I don't think many people should actually cheer for it. 
But another interesting thing to note in the defense industry in particular, a lot of them are contract per the project. So in this particular case is for one specific initiative and a lot of the employees who are on that project, they will get new jobs on a different project since Lockheed is a government contractor. They, they don't exactly make items like a traditional, you know, Pepsi or Coca-Cola where they make a product goes on a store shelf and someone buys it. It's kind of the inverse in the defense industry where they wait for contracts. Then once they have a contract, they bid on the contract and then they win the contract. Then they will start the, more labor intensive work ramping out the workforce. So a little bit of the inverse of the traditional sales model for some of those instances. And more often than not, these employees are just redirected to another project. So thankfully, if it is similar to many other defense industries or defense contractors, those employees will all have jobs again soon. Now, on the inverse of the news, they actually have some good news. Volkswagen has announced they're gonna invest $193 billion over the next few years. And for folks who may not know how re, how astonishingly large and successful Volkswagen Auto Group is, Volkswagen not only owns the traditional VW brand that you see on the road, the Volkswagen brand, they also own the motorcycle performance brand called Ducati. They also own Porsche, Audi, Lamborghini, Bentley, and then a couple I may have maybe not heard of, uh, Cupra, Seat, and Skoda. And they operate over about 120 production plants around the globe. So they're going all out, which is what you have to do when the risks are high and the competition is getting more and more fierce in the automotive industry. You got to reinvest all those dollars into new technologies, making the plants more efficient, coming out with new products. It should also be noted two thirds of that investment will be specifically for EV vehicles or electronic electric vehicles, rudimentally speaking. Even though right now, a lot of those companies are bleeding money, it's one of those things where a lot of them are dumping all that money, similar to General Motors. Most of their investment also is going to EV products because they see that as the future automotive, both because of regulations by the EPA and as well as the equivalent of the EPA in Europe, but it's also because consumer demand is increasing. Now, the only company really making a good profit on EVs right now is Tesla because they are the head of the game they also have the economies of scale where they have the gigafactories. And the more of a product component that you buy, you get a cheaper cost per unit. So the more things you make, you lower the cost per unit. And right now, all the competitors of Tesla, they're making much smaller batches of EVs. So one of the ways they're gonna to try to decrease that cost is amortize it over thousands of units, hundreds of millions of units. I'm glad to see it's not 100% into EV since over time, we'll see how how the trend goes in terms of automotive. Hydrogen was really big back in the day. E EV is a lot more successful than than the hydrogen trend, trend, of course. But there's a lot of debate on the long-term effectiveness for green technology in that regard because of all the hazardous components, the whole life cycle of the actual product. And it'll be interesting to see if the trend continues to grow. Go over to the Culture Part of the Podcast Alex Stein announced that he's going to sue Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is also known as AOC, because she blocked him on Twitter. And he's a comedian, and he grew exponentially in popularity when he was standing outside of some government building. And she was walking by, and he called her, and this is a quote-unquote, his favorite big booty, big booty Latina. And that made him immediately 
much, much more recognized overnight. So he's a comedian, does a lot of edgy things to get attention and grow his brand and sell concert tickets or not concert per se, stand-up tickets, potato, potato. But she actually, because of his actions, she blocked him on Twitter. There's a very good chance he's going to win this because the courts have already ruled if you're a public official, you can't block Twitter. And the president was sent when the Federal Court of Appeals previously ruled that then-President Trump could not block people on social media. They found that him blocking them was an actual instance of him violating the Constitution, even though those people were making fun of him. So the president's are, precedent's already been set. If you're a public official, you cannot block people. And Alex Stein had a cheeky and long rebuttal or, I guess, follow-up to him announcement that he's going to sue her. And I do believe in free speech. I also believe in periods. This is one giant sentence quoted to the best of my knowledge. Alex Stein said, quote-unquote, I love and care for this country so much, I'm able to put aside my political differences and try to come to the table with all politicians, especially AOC, because we line on more things than she probably thinks. I want to be able to communicate to her through Twitter because it's the modern day political town hall and political speech is the most important protected speech, in my opinion. Which is an interesting uh, quote, unquote, which is a brilliant, not only is that, it's cheeky because he's a comedian, but he is true. Twitter is the modern day town square. And if you're a politician, your job is to listen to your constituents as well as the public. So, personally, I think he's going to win it. Obviously, I don't agree with everything he says. He's got some other interesting ideas out there. We'll see how that pans out. Go over to the Politics Podcast, which is one of the fascinating... The first point is another fascinating amalgamation of business, politics, culture, all coming together. The California courts ruled that they are going to allow contractors. Specifically, the California First District Court of Appeals ruled that businesses like Uber and Lyft are allowed to continue to classify workers as independent contractors, which is a huge, momentous win for those companies because they would be out of business overnight if that changed. California being one of the largest markets in North America for many services and products, of course. But if you look at the profit margins of Uber and Lyft, it would have been, the idea would fail immediately. And it's also because people who work for those companies as contractors enjoy the freedom. That's one of the awesome things about contracting. You are given the freedom of, you know, how you come to the solution, how you do your work. The only thing that matters is the outcome and, of course, to do a good job. Now, specifically, it's also this previ previously, a judge reversed a lower court decision that invalidated Prop 22. Prop 22 excluded ride hail and food delivery app-based workers from laws that dictate minimum wage, time and a half overtime, and express reimbursement. That all came from a state law that was passed in 2019, which compelled companies to classify workers as employees and not contractors. And that was conferred by the California Supreme Court. That is a many, it's many things. It highlights the hypocrisy of California where they pass all the laws on the planet, then they have special carve-outs. So the law, which basically destroyed contracting in California in, back in 2019, 
that dist- one industry in particular that destroyed and decimated the journalism journalism industry because all those folks are paid per article or per blog or per Twitter video, whatever metric you choose. And they work, they do work for, you know, dozens of different media outlets. And for many of those media outlets, that's the preference because if you hire someone full time, you're paying them in California more than six figures plus healthcare plus benefits. Plus now you have to manage them. You have to, depending on where you work, you have micromanagers going back to the Facebook issue of having managers for managers for managers. So that destroyed that decimated that industry in California. A lot of people left and they passed these laws and they go, oh no, we'll, we'll make more carve outs for these two big companies, Uber and Lyft, which they would be, they wouldn't exist if they changed from contractors to employees. It goes against the whole idea of the companies. And again, people who are working for them as contractors enjoy the freedom. They can work whenever they want. They dictate their own hours. They dictate what vehicle they get to use. They get to, you have to dictate pretty much all their actions. So it's just for the highlights why if you own a business or if you own no, everyone has to care about politics because it directly affects business, which affects customers. It's one of those fascinating amalgamations of all the topics. So it is glad to hear that ruling came along. So those businesses are allowed to exist in that state. Ironically, they're also headquartered there. And I believe we'll be interested to see if maybe the courts continue to roll back some of those things. Other political news, Zelensky may rename Russia. Now this comes from Ukrainian Ukrainians signing a petition to compel their government to officially change Russia's name to Muscovy also spelled M U S C O V Y. They claim that the term origins in 13th century in regard to late areas of modern Russia. Now, some of them are pushing it in a, uh, they claim some of them are pushing it in an attempt to downplay what Russia notes as their historic origin. And Zelensky says he's not ruling the idea out. He'd be open to it. Now, contrast the Russian foreign ministry spokesman, Maria Zakharovna, Zakharova, and she said, this is, she quote unquote said, this is another, this is another evidence of the attempt to create a anti-Russia from Ukraine. And also one of those things where I'm pretty sure the Russian people wouldn't appreciate their country being renamed. I mean, that is just one of those, it's a weird thing, but it's perhaps psyops. It's just mental warfare, just trying to downplay and deplete your enemy perhaps. But yes, it's bizarre to say the least. And I'm sure the Russian people will appreciate that. Interesting news. Now, going on to the business blunder of the day, although it was a couple of days ago, the Academy Awards shot down Top Gun Maverick, even though in pretty much every metric is one of the most successful movies. Some even credit it to saving Hollywood as they create poorer and worse and worse movies and less and less people are actually going out to see them because you have terrible acting, terrible writing, terrible music. Specifically, they should, Hollywood should be giving, they should have given more praise than they could possibly ever give for that movie. It brought back the movie theater industry from the dead on the brink for years. No one were going to the, were going to the movie because of COVID. And they were struggling. So this gave people a reason to go to the movies. Top Gun Maverick globally made $1.4 billion. That is the definition of a blockbuster. 
pun somewhat intended with my sign behind me. $1.4 billion. And all the fans loved it. It had a 90, it has a 99% audience rating from Rotten Tomatoes. And Tom Cruise, brilliantly, like many actors or some actors are smart enough to take that gamble instead of taking a salary, you say you'll take a commission or a percentage of the box office. And thanks to that agreement, Tom Cruise actually made $100 million, which he obviously earned. He, er he deserves every penny because no one would see that movie without him. So that was, that was well served. But there's no major awards for this. The only thing they won was the award for best sound. It was almost like Hollywood was so annoyed that the movie was so successful. They almost said they were like nudging it off, like, "Eh, we gotta give him something." Well, we we'll, we'll give him something. We can't give him can't give him best actor. I mean, Tom Cruise, he, he, you know, we can't give him that. You know, you just gotta be. You gotta give it to something that's more political, perhaps. We got, let, uh, let's uh, oh, we can't do best actor. I mean, it's not, the writing was too patriotic, perhaps. We can't give him that. Oh, you know, we'll give him best best sound. Which the most bizarre and, and most bizarre thing ever. And Tom, Tom Cruise actually didn't even go to the awards, probably because he saw the writing on the wall. But there are many speculating, partially myself, thinking it was just downplayed because it was too patriotic. It didn't have a cliche political message attached to it, perhaps. And it's one of those things where it's yet another reason people are losing faith in the what little faith they they have for the things like the Academy Awards. It just goes down because this is a movie that everyone loved, and they they just basically snubbed it by giving them best sound. That is by far the business blunder of the day. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. Don't forget you'd like to see more content like this. Please like, subscribe, and comment. Also, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone. Just stay safe and fight the good fight.